to the Your Dream or Mind podcast, the place to be if you dream of living a life of fulfillment, freedom, flow, and most importantly, fun. I'm Laura Cruz, the Dream Transition Mentor, the creator of the unique six-step Dream Transition Method, which will take you from idle daydream to transitioning into your wildly successful freedom-based business. Listen to inspirational stories from women who have been brave enough take the leap from corporate and now live the life they've always dreamed of women like you and me they did it i did it and you can too grab a cuppa find a cozy spot then sit back and enjoy the episode My guest today is Jasmine Wide, who uh, took the brave and bold step to working with her partner in amazing pizza business, Fold Me Close, um, kind of late last year, early this year. And um, what's interesting about, about Jazz is that we met last summer when she we did some work together and Jazz was then talking about the possibility of stepping into the business which her partner had set up at the beginning of last year. And was trying to work out, you know, what that would look like and, and what her exit from corporate would be. Um, and uh, so it's fascinating to see that, you know, that move that Jazz has made and uh, into Fold Me Close. I actually tried the pizza for the first time, been waiting ages, tried it a few weeks ago. Right. Women loved it. So um, the strap line for the business is slow rise dough, cooked with fire, fold it. I love it. Welcome, Jazz, to the podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. So um, when we met then last summer, I think it was August we met, um, you were employed, you were in full-time employment, working in corporate, and now you work for Fold Me Close full-time with your partner. So like, how did that happen then? What was the thought process to take you from corporate into working for yourself? Yeah, so it was always in the pipeline at some point. Um, When I interviewed for my uh, previous job, couple of years ago they said you know what's your long-term goal and I always said the right business will come at the right time um and having worked for SMEs and entrepreneurs and I love small businesses I've always treated it as a bit of a training ground I suppose um I think when you work for a small business or other people's small businesses you become very good at lots of things but not amazing at anything so you become a bit of a jack of all trades Mm. Um, so I've never had a huge salary. I've never had a really fancy job title, but I've always worked for interesting small businesses and sort of felt my way around finance, HR, marketing and sales. Um, and my partner, Pete, um, had a you know very steady corporate job, big old salary. He was a global head of marketing. And we were both sat there at the dining room table throughout lockdown, as you know, half the country were. And um, we had a lot of time to think. And I think we both just got really, really tired of having our days, our weeks, constructed by other people's plans and businesses and making other people rich. And you sort of sit there and think, why? You know what's going on? Um, Pete's in his late 30s. He decided to make the leap. After Christmas, he phoned his boss and he was like, I'm off. Um, You know, he had an opportunity to do something and he went for it, which is um, really brave. (laughs) A bit nuts in in lockdown, but he went for it. So it was always in the pipeline that I joined the firm, if you like. Um, But I didn't quite have the balls to do it straight away. So it was a good nine, 10 months before I sort of sat down and went, okay, this business is going really well. This isn't, this isn't a flash in the pan. Pete's created something which is amazing that, um, that means that I'm able to, to get on board. Um, financially, of course, it's a massive deal to have two of you working 
for yourselves. There's no backup there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then sort of Christmas was getting closer and we had more and more event bookings coming in. We had more plans for the business that required more and more of my time. So I still, I was doing a bit, in, you know, in the background helping out. And it just sort of hit, hit that point of critical mass. There was a point where it just became completely ridiculous that I was working 40 hours a week for someone else as well as um, trying to help Pete push, fold me close forward. Um, and there were just too many exciting things to not be getting involved with it all the time. You know, I found myself thinking about it more than I was thinking about my day job. And um, for us, that was that was it, you know. I mean, by 10 months in, you kind of know, you've got a feel for if it's going to be um, a business that can support you both. And it absolutely was. So that was it. Gave my notice and off I went. And um, yeah, we're now a year in, almost exactly to the day um, from our official launch. So yeah, really exciting. What, what do you think was that switch then? So you said that you wanted to, you know, you knew that long term you wanted to go into it, but you said you uh, you lacked the balls or, you know, you lacked the kind of, you weren't quite sure. What do you think was the switch then? Um, I think there have been, I think, I think lockdown absolutely is a catalyst for so many people. Yes. I think there's been a lot of businesses launched and people have just sat back and gone, what am I doing? You know, um, I think even if you love your job, even if you absolutely love your job, you're still spending a good hundred hours a week thinking about somebody else's life because it's not your 40 hours a week. It's from the minute you wake up to the minute you go to bed, you set your alarm for your early train the next day, you're thinking about your next meeting and that consumes a huge part of your life. And when you've got a lot of time to sit and think about it and when you've got someone sat next to you that's really driven and really excited and passionate about what they're doing, that absolutely, um, you know, gives you a shove. And, um, you know, I had a rocky, a rocky few years in my personal life, which made me a bit risk adverse, I suppose. Um, and to have a steady job was a big part of me getting through all of that. And that was really important. And I'm really grateful for having that. But ultimately, it was not very exciting for me. It's not, it wasn't where I saw my future. Um, and sometimes you have to build your own um, opportunities. So, yeah, I think lockdown was big. And having someone around me that absolutely is just, he's just, he is just a bag full of balls. He loves it. Um, yeah, that's it, really. Highly motivated people around you really is an important thing for me. Yeah, definitely. It's interesting when you said earlier about how the work that you did, um, you know, in your in your corporate career was like a training ground for for where you thought you'd end up. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if you thought it was going to be pizza or you didn't know what it would be. Well, I, I always knew I'd do something foodie and hospitality. So my early 20s or 18 to 22, I worked in cheese shops, cake shops, private members clubs, events, restaurants. Um, before I came home from London and, and um, studied marketing. So I did uh, my CIM level four and level six. Um, but I always knew that I'd end up back in hospitality. I've always had a pub job alongside any nine to five that I've done because I absolutely love it. So so the fact I've fallen into doing something really foodie isn't really surprising. Um, but I think that absolutely working for SMEs and having all those skills, even if they're not at a complete sort of masterful level is really important because, and I'll say that to anyone thinking of starting their own business, they might go, Oh my God, you know, I'm not, I'm not a global head of marketing or I'm not um, a head, you know, I'm not a financial director. It doesn't matter. Actually, sometimes it's better that you yes. know, that you know how to link the parts together that you can say, right. I know how to hold an interview. I know how to um, speak to a bookkeeper. I also know how to do a bit of basic marketing. I know how to do all these things. So you don't have to be incredible at anything. You just have to really want to do it and to understand how things, um, how you want things to look for you. Um, yeah, I think that's actually, that's probably a really important thing to understand. Of course, it's, there are people that run businesses that are absolute experts in their field and that's different. But for what I do, 
um, what's the catchphrase? Proud and effective generalist. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with not nice. being... And there's nothing wrong with not being absolutely, you know, shit hot at absolutely everything. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to be. You don't need to do that. You don't need to be to get going. And you can learn. And you can outsource stuff. You can, if you're not an expert, we just hired a bookkeeper. He's amazing. He's really good at numbers. We're not. It's a gap in our skills. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, once you, once you get... Um, you realise what your gaps and your skills are, then you, you find people that are good at it to help you. And that's all right as well. Yeah. I think that's a really good point though about the, um, I think often people don't start because they think oh, I don't know how to do it or I don't know how to do everything, but you, in reality, you can learn and you can learn. And I've taught myself to do lots of things. There's, you know, there's stuff that I enjoy doing stuff. I don't enjoy doing the stuff I, as soon as I can outsource, I will. <laughs> Yeah, but they, you know there are some things that people will do more easily or quicker than you, and therefore that's a more productive use of of like their time rather than yours. Yeah, and you don't have to do things that you really don't want to do. No, <laughs> so, you know, if I really don't want to work with someone now, or I get a, a vibe about about an event or something, just walk away from it. And I don't have to justify that to anyone. I can say I can say to Pete, "What do you reckon? Not feeling this or." You know, equally, if we've got a week that looks, um, you know, if it's a bunch of stuff that we can get done in the evening, we can go and do stuff during the day. And yeah, it's just, it's the freedom to pick and choose what you want yeah. to do, you want to do it, who you want to work with. Uh, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's awesome. And the, the your point about the, you know, you're saying maybe it's 100 hours a week that you spend thinking about another job. You know, there's no doubt that working for yourself is all consuming because it's, it's yours and you want to kind of nurture and grow it. but. I think that thinking about it and that if I use the word pressure is different because it's yours. Yeah. Different types of stress for sure. Yeah. There's the stress that gets you up in the morning and that makes you feel productive. And, you know, you might, you might scare the life out of you sometimes if you're thinking about certain things, but there's the other kind of stress, which is other people's stress, stress in the office, mood swings, colleagues that you don't like or office politics and that kind of stress that shouldn't be taking up half of your waking hours and, and if you find that you get more and more of that and less of the other type of stress then you're not you're not getting the most out of life and um for me and for Pete the balance was starting to tip the wrong way and when I you know I'm in my early 30s he's in his late 30s it's not what we want it's not we want to be able to like like you say all the time design your own day yeah we, we want to go away for a couple of days and go walking I don't want to book that six months in advance and have to you know I get it. People have to plan their businesses and absolutely employees need to plan their time, but I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Want, yeah. I don't want to constantly say, Oh, three weeks time. Can I have half a day off to go and do X, Y, and Z? Well, like, particularly if you're going walking now, do you know what the weather's going to be like? Do you know what I mean? And it's, yeah, yeah. it's an idea that you can wake up and go, right. I know what my week looks like. This is some time. Do you want to go and do something nice or, or whatever it is? Yeah. And it's that freedom and the spontaneity. Go and have lunch with your sister and your niece. And some, in the first couple of weeks I was working with Pete, I just didn't do any of that stuff. So I felt like I had to be, I felt guilty for it. I was sat there and I was going, oh God, well, I've started doing stuff at eight o'clock this morning and I've done this and that and that. And then my sister would phone me and go, do you want to go for lunch? And I'd say things like, no, just because I work for myself doesn't mean I can do whatever I want whenever I want. And actually I thought, actually it's exactly what it means. <laughs> <laughs> but I, are you, you're institutionalised. You're absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. in this that's oh. really interesting. So I put out a podcast episode last week called Start As You Mean To Go On about what it's like to, when you work for yourself, like what routine do you create? What's your kind of 
what's your environment going to be how are you you know what hours are you going to keep and stuff like that because um you know when I first started I think I might go to the gym in the morning and then if I wasn't kind of back at my desk and I've got desk in inverted commas because I didn't have a desk I had a sofa and a coffee table um if I wasn't at my desk by like 9 30 I'd be feeling horribly guilty that somehow I was failing yeah yeah it's weird isn't it and yet you you know I'd work in the evening and then like do you see what I mean? Like you, yeah. you work when it suits. So therefore, if you're working in the evening, what difference does it make? Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a night owl for sure. I can sit in crunch numbers till three in the morning and I wake up and I go, wow, I did that. You know, because like a different part of my brain fires off. Mm. And so I shouldn't feel guilty about taking a three hour lunch and having an extra glass of wine occasionally. It doesn't happen very often. And in the summer, it's absolutely, you know, from, from mid-Feb to October, we are absolutely flat out. Mm. You know, we're preparing for battle. We are absolutely going to be working seven days a week. So if I want to go and have a good time in January when I can, I shouldn't feel bad about that. And that's the other thing you have to think about it. It's like a long, t- it's not like a monthly salary thing. It's, it's not like I've got this project finishing then. It's, you look at the whole business and go, what can I afford to do over a year? Where's yeah. my time off? And having to plan it a bit more like that. And I'm all right with that. Because I think if you know that you work hard, then you haven't got anything to worry about. So I was always worried that I'd just not be motivated enough to do anything and I'd be really poor. <laughs> you know, you sort of think, but actually... If I, if I know that I work hard and I've always worked hard, then why am I, I'm not worried. I should. And um, that's, but that's, that's an interesting point because you have to be willing to motivate yourself. You've got, you've got to have that inner drive because when there's nobody like tapping on the shoulder going, jazz, have you done the, this, that, and the other, you, you know, if you need somebody to push you along to get stuff done, that's very difficult when you work for yourself. Yeah. And that pressure. And, and I do respond well to pressure and I always have, and, you know, not to a certain level. I think some people do. And um, I've, I've been I've done brief stints as freelance doing freelance marketing for other people before. Um, so it's not my first my total first stint as being self-employed. But I didn't enjoy that at all because that was I, don't know, I didn't enjoy it. I suppose it was still very much working for other people. Yeah. Still had that this is the deadline we're working on this. And that. So in some, to some extent, it's very different to running your own business which involves creating something. Um, yeah, I, um, I'm, I'm self-motivated, but then it also really helps when you've got somebody that you live in a house with whose alarm's going off as well and you know they're working really hard towards the same goal and yeah. you don't want to let each other down. Um, we don't. We're doing it for a joint purpose of having a shared life that gives us freedom and that's really important. We we spent a lot of time before we did this working very hard in opposite directions and then wondering why it gets to the weekend. You just want to get absolutely hammered on a Friday, Saturday, you're a bit hungry, but Sunday you're dreading the week. And if you do that as a couple for long enough, it's like, what are we doing? You know, yes. we're, not, we're in the same house, but we're not, <laughs> we're not working towards the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so interesting. But we're motivated in creating a life, which is a, a fun, awesome thing. So yeah. Yeah. Most so my next question is, what's it like working with your partner? <laughs> it's sort of, it varies. It varies. First couple of weeks, I'm, you know, we nearly killed each other. It's that initial part of um, any business where you're trying to figure out what you're good at, but you have to just both try and figure out what you're best at. Mm. Um, there's a bit of push and pull. There's, you know... I think there's a bit of a weird dynamic when somebody started a business and then somebody else is coming into it as well. Yes. Because Pete's a complete self-starter and likes to do absolutely, he's doing absolutely everything himself. Absolutely everything. Um, I was there to help out, but when he was the one doing 
all of everything, then having to give over parts of that, I think was a bit, um, bit nerve wracking. And it's, you know, it's his baby. He's worked really yeah, hard. Yeah. yeah. Hard, right. To relinquish control. Completely. Completely. Um, but now I think a couple of months in, we figured out our strengths. He doesn't want to spend hours looking at numbers. I don't want to spend hours on the phone talking to people that, you know, that he loves. You know, so we've got our different, our different yeah, yeah. Um, We do live together. We work together. We go on holiday together. We eat together. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty intense. But ultimately, we wouldn't do it if we didn't like each other. Um, and the freedom that it gives us in not... Yeah, we spent a lot of time together before, but we were working for other people. So, yeah, I guess lockdown was a pretty good test of if we, you know, if we get on for that amount of time together. My God, I think lockdown is, you know, it's it was a leveler and it was a it it was kind of quite decisive for many people. But I was just certainly very thankful that uh, that well, we got I got married in lockdown. I was just certainly very thankful that I was locked down with my husband. Um, mm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Could have been difficult. There are plenty of lockdown horror stories. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, um, when I was asking you to come on the podcast, you one of the um, I asked you some questions, and one of the answers you said was, "There's never a perfect time," um, which I think is true of anything in life. There's never you're never quite ready for anything, whether it's getting married, having kids, you know, um, setting up a business. Is it you know you never quite if you wait till you're ready, you'll probably never go. But how did you know it was the time then? If there's never a perfect time, if that makes sense. Oh, there was a bit of push and a bit of pull. There was um, the business that Pete had built absolutely needed me to be in it. It was getting to the point where it wasn't manageable for one person, which is great. I mean, to have that level of opportunity to walk straight into is amazing. And then there's the push from the other side. Um, I was I was done with nine to five. I was done with giving up. Um, I didn't have enough creative brain left at the end of my work day right. to be able to commit to helping Pete, you know, in my spare time. Um, yeah, I was, I was tired of doing that, um, but then also too tired to help, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to help do that. So it was kind of like, well, it's now or never. Um, and I think, like I said, for both of us, it was just a crunch point. Yeah. absolute crunch um, I was so pleased when you said you were going into it full time because I knew that that's what you wanted to do I needed your push on that and that's you know it's not me uh, just buttering you up I think it's very different when you really really want to do something and then you've got somebody telling you somebody somebody who knows what they're talking about <laughs> do you know what I mean you've got and you, I trusted your opinion massively on it and mm-hmm. um, and that's different to speaking to your mum or to your sister or to, to your oh, partner. Oh, totally different, anyway, yeah. Very different because everyone's got an opinion on what you should do or shouldn't do or what their idea of risk is or... Yes. Or if it's the right time and their time is different to your time and it's just it's very different to trust anyone's opinion. And, and a lot of people, you know, people want you to succeed. But it doesn't mean, you know, and if they haven't done it themselves, for example, you don't know if you can trust their opinion because they don't really know. So it's, it's really, you know, to speak to someone that actually a specialist, like I say, outsourcing stuff, even if yeah. you outsource that bit of, you know, career development, outsource it, for God's sake. We can't, yeah. we're not experts in, in how to do everything. And that is something 
learning how to make decisions and how to be confident in making decisions and your own judgment is um it's a skill yeah Yeah. and I think when you I kind of believe that when you're first starting out you've got this idea of something you want to do you kind of got to be careful who you tell it to because without people don't mean to be dismissive but sometimes they are Mm-hmm. And a bit like, oh, my God, why would you do that? Or are you mad? Or, oh, you know, ridiculous. Like, where's the security? And before you know it, like, your kind of positivity and your excitement about what you were doing has been reduced. And like I say, it's not a criticism of those other people. I think often it comes from a place of fear in them. But your life is your decision. And that's why when you talk to a coach and somebody who is going to coach or a mentor who's going to lift you up and encourage you, you know, they're not telling you what to do, but they're saying, Hey, if you've got that kind of self-belief and that drive, yeah, you can make it happen. Yeah. And there's something that you said to me on that um, day in August, that I came and worked with you. You said, um, God, I forgot what I was going to say. No, it's the answer's always inside yourself anyway. So yes. a great coach can pull that out of you. And yeah. it absolutely is right that I knew. I did deep down know what I needed to do. just didn't have the nuts to do it at that point. Yeah. Um, but what that day also um, brought about for me was that if I didn't do it, I'd be really unhappy. And, yes. And it made me really think through a process of, I think we did an exercise, which is like, you know, where do you want to be? How do you see yourself? What steps, what physical steps are you going to take to get to that point? And I sat down and I looked at it afterwards. If I don't do this, I'm not going to get any happier. Yeah. I'm not going to become more fulfilled or um, look back in a year's time and be like, I'm oh, really glad I stayed in my job another six months. So that wasn't ever going to be, Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Mm. So some of the things that, um, that I want to help my clients to achieve, like, you know, I want women to feel that they can have these things in their life because they, you know, they deserve them and it's their right to have them. Are, um, it's all the Fs, freedom, flow, fulfillment and fun. So how, how does working within Fold Me Close, how does that kind of give you those things or does it give you those things? Absolutely. Freedom. Yeah, I wake up. Like, like you, I design my own day. And of course, there are things that have to be done. And within a framework of you know running a business, there's stuff that absolutely needs to be done. But um, it's freedom of where do we want to take the business? How do I want to spend next year? How do I spend my money? How do we? What risks do we take, or I take, or whatever it is? Um, and it's fun, you know. Who doesn't want to be at music festivals and other people's weddings and all that kind of stuff? So even when we're working, we're having a laugh, and it's really hard work, and it's not all fun. But it doesn't mean that when we do have fun, we're not thinking about other people's stress. So oh, we went away for Christmas last year or the Christmas just gone. Sorry. And um, that was last year. And it was the first time that both of us had been away in our adult lives on holiday and not been stressed about going back to work. Yes. So when, when you do have fun, you really have fun because you're not it's not in the back of your head, this niggling thing. Of, oh, I'm having a great time, but I've got a three day countdown. I'm back at home in two days. Yeah. Yeah. Flights tomorrow. What you know, so you're not, so when you do chill, I find that I really do chill more now. I'm able to actually have that fun. It sounds a bit silly, doesn't it? But I felt like, um, before there was always something in the back of my head. There's always something to go home to, to sort out or a text from work or something, you know, just something. Yeah. Now, yeah. now there's none of that. Yes, disrupts or or is a bit of a fly in the ointment, isn't it? It's funny because I always remember. Yeah, (laughs) I always remember that, like, um, 
being ill, like when I was on holiday or like when I had a break from the kids, like, you know, the minute I had some downtime, I generally get ill. So then I'd spend that time, my, you know, free time being ill because I would, I was able to kind of, you know, switch off. And uh, I know we're not as ill now because we don't touch anybody or see anybody, but I'm just not ill because I'm not stressed. I'm not worried about anything. Mm. You know, my day to day is really busy but like like you said, I created this day. I chose to have this day that was that busy and I'm loving it. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, now that you, you're working in Fold Me Close with Pete and, you know, you're following your passion and building up the business, what's, what's kind of in the future for Fold Me Close? Mm-hmm. There are a few juicy things in the pipeline. Some, some I talk about, some I can't. Um, this summer, we are absolutely full steam ahead with events. So last year, we did a lot of throwing everything in the wall to see what would stick um, to find out what we love doing, what we don't love doing events-wise. Um, so this year, we can say yes, no. Hell and what no. sort of events do you love doing then? We love a wedding. Right. Absolutely love a wedding because people are in a really good mood. You're, yes. <laughs> well, we'd hope so. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, people are in a really good mood. Um, street food fairs where you've got families, you've got kids, you know, trying to fold their own pizza boxes and asking about, you know, pizza dough and people, you're meeting people that are interested in food. We don't, you know, we've done a few huge public events. Don't love them so much because you really are, you know, yeah, firing pizza at loads of crowds isn't really what we're passionate about. We're passionate yeah. about really, really good product. Um, so weddings, um street food events um and we are working on a collaboration with our bedford-based supplier ab fruits as well for um some other larger events which will be great because that'll be a nice way of doing big events yeah um yeah collaborations with other restaurants with restaurants um other street food traders we absolutely love doing those um so yeah picking and choosing this year and, and do you know what? How brilliant is that? Because I guess when you, like you say about last year, when you first start out in any business, you kind of got to do everything, haven't you, just to see. Yeah. And then later on, you can get discerning and 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 be much more choosy about what what works for you. Yeah, and it's a great luxury to have. And we also we, look, we do our weekly pop up as well in Malden, which we absolutely love, and we are so grateful to the support of everyone locally because it's it's what sort of was a springboard for all the other stuff. The events, you know, this time last year we didn't have a single event booked in. But through all of the regular, you know, people that we've met at our weekly spot, we've had, you know, weddings, christenings, haven't done a funeral yet, but wouldn't write it off. Uh, Who doesn't love pizza at a funeral? I had, I had, yeah, I've done that before for a week. Um, so, yeah, it means we can pick and choose. And we are looking at expanding into a slightly different sector as well, which is really exciting. Um, yeah, picking and choosing this year. We are absolutely chocker. I'm just staring at a very busy wall planner. Um, yeah, we're chock-a-block from March through to September with a few summer dates left. Um, and this time last year, we had nothing. We didn't even exist. So, yeah, a really exciting second year. Oh, it's just brilliant. And I remember when you came to the workshop that um, I didn't realise that I'd seen Fold Me Close on Facebook and stuff, but I didn't realise any of the stuff around it. So then when you started saying about it, I was like, oh, hang on, I've seen that. Um, but it was uh, because you have to drive to pick up. I think I said I was doing dry January, although dry January, although I've fallen off the wagon, and uh, so I was able to same, drive same, same. drive and pick up the other week. <laughs> Are you falling off too? Oh yeah. You were going to do a whole year. You said. Yeah. Well, I had a weekend last weekend. Uh, that. Yeah. Well, I had a few. I had a few. So P 
Pete's on the whole year. Um, and I might be getting back on the wagon. I haven't had a single one since. No, yeah. same for me. I had nearly, I had about three quarters of a bottle of wine and then I just lay awake. I could just feel the wine sloshing <laughs> around. I thought, I don't think wine likes me, which is quite upsetting. No, no, me neither. <laughs> yeah, just... temporarily back on the wagon, but try not to think about it too much. Yeah, 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 so don't overthink don't it. Don't think about the, the elephant. <laughs> so if uh, somebody was listening to this and you wanted to give them some words of advice, I'm calling it a little lift. So mm-hmm. have you got some words to lift somebody up? Yeah, a few. Don't listen to other people's crap. Yeah. Um, don't worry about not being a complete expert at everything and get some get some advice, get some professional um, kick up the backside because it absolutely makes a difference. You know, I'm not an unconfident person, but when it came to making confident decisions about my future, I think it really helped to have to have that back up um and it's not and, and also you know I did say this when we went and did we did some coaching together last year that I always thought coaching was for you know high-flying execs um and then it's not and to not be intimidated by that because it's absolutely beneficial to you know just regular folk I guess I can't that that you said that. and it's true I always thought it was yeah something that people in fancy cars and posh suits did but it's oh. it's absolutely not so yeah interesting no I'd forgotten you said that and it's absolutely not for that coaching is for everybody I just think that people don't necessarily understand what coaching could do for them you know they can't they can't necessarily see the outcome um but obviously I'm hugely passionate about coaching yeah you could and, it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. um oh it's so great so if somebody um is listening to this and they want to find out more about Fold Me Close, where will they uh, where will they find you? Catch us on Instagram. It's probably the easiest way. So it's just Fold Me Close, all one word, or Facebook, Fold Me Close, drop us a message. Um, any private events, weddings, like I said, a funeral, anything. Corporate events, we're doing a lot of corporate stuff this year as well. So midweek staff lunches, Friday night motivators, any of that kind of stuff. Um, as well as our weekly pop-up in Malden, come and say hi. We're next to Dolly's Barn, uh, bottom of Clop Hill Road. Um, but we put up a weekly post every Monday telling everyone where we're at and what we're doing. Um, yeah, come and say so hi. What's your, um, because we're in Bedfordshire, what's your kind of uh, radius for travel then? If somebody was like, oh, I really want, fold me close. Well, we're a bit nuts. We've booked a couple of events last week, one in the Cotswolds, which is crazy um but oh it's i love it that's where i grew up is it yeah oh wow well, we're taking our old van and she's gonna be she's nearly the renovation's nearly finished but she plods along at 50 miles an hour so we'll have to leave the day before um we've got one in cotswolds and we've got a party in bury st edmunds coming up as well so we, yeah we're not going to scotland in it but um beds hearts bucks beyond yeah. amazing jasmine thank you so much loved our chat can't wait to see what happens as uh, Fold Me Close unfolds in... Uh, that just came to me <laughs> in 2022. Thank you. I have that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Catch you later. You have been listening to the Your Dream Online podcast with Laura Cruz. If you enjoyed it, could you do me a favour... Please leave a review, a five-star one would be perfect, and subscribe. 
This helps other listeners to find the podcast much more easily. Oh, and don't forget to come and find me on social media. The links are in the show notes. I would love to help you to transition into your own dream life. It's what I'm really good at. See you next time, my fellow dreamer.